All right, what's up, world? This is Chris Brandt, uh, introducing the first ever Chris Brandt Wide Open podcast. I've got my compadre here, Ross Robinson. What up, Ross? What up, guys? How are you doing? Well, we uh, we figured we would, uh, you know, since the podcast thing is pretty awesome, we thought we would uh, jump in on the game and and go talk to you folks about uh, cool stuff in, in the snowmobile world. So, um, Ross, my job is pretty easy here. I talk. Yeah. What, what else? What are we supposed to do here? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, it means I did part of my job and I got it somewhere on the internet. So that's step one. But, uh, you know, if you guys could help us get this thing going, we'd really appreciate it. Let us know. Uh, write a review on iTunes. Take a screenshot. Tag us. Let us know you're listening. And... Uh, yeah, we'll get rolling with this thing. Well, one of the things uh, behind the podcast and, and the motivation for me is uh, it's it's been pretty crazy over the last couple years of all the emails and messages on, on Facebook and Instagram and, and uh, just a lot of people asking really great questions. Um, and unfortunately, with my crazy, hectic, busy schedule, especially in the winter, uh, with Brands Backcountry Adventure and riding six days a week, it is tough for me to get to all of them. So we thought this would be a good outlet to um, take the time and address a lot of the questions and comments here in this podcast so you could refer back to it and uh, have some fun with it. Yeah. You know, so often Chris is like, listen to this question I got. And he reads the question and we spend 15 minutes talking about it. And we didn't answer the question, but we just talked about it. So why don't we record it? And uh yeah, produce the podcast. But I don't think this uh, this podcast, as we transition out of snow into some summertime stuff and then back into winter with all our shenanigans, won't it certainly won't just stay on snow subject. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. We do snowmobile 11 months out of the year, so maybe, maybe it will. But uh, the good thing is it's an outlet for us to uh, talk about uh, the stuff that, that we live in daily. Uh, so obviously snowmobiles, uh, builds, setup, parts, gear, um, all of that stuff. You know, we spend, we spend over a hundred plus days a year on the snow. So, you know, we, we are able to provide a lot of positive feedback on a lot of cool things to help you have a better snowmobile experience. So, um, so let's dive into it. Um, you know, I think the first thing is, um, this is, this is a fun time for, um, for the industry with, with a bunch of snow check programs. So guys getting excited about all the new 2020 models released from all the manufacturers, uh, lots of parts vendors, a lot of our partners are starting to release all of their new stuff, um, preparing, and getting people ready for um, the upcoming season. So um, with Snowcheck, obviously it's been no secret. If you guys have been following any of our social media stuff, we've got to uh, get our hands on a few of the new Polaris Chaos sleds. Um, I have done a YouTube review video. Um, Ross, I did it without you here, which <laughs> that was terrible. I had no good mic. I was using my iPhone in my echoey shop. Somehow I uploaded it up to YouTube by myself, which that was an accomplishment. Yeah, I saw it. I'm like, what is he doing? I wasn't even in town. Chris Brandt uploaded a new YouTube video. <laughs> Am I fired? I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> um, but so we addressed a lot of the questions on there. Um, 
but we're going to kind of dive into it a little bit more. I got a little bit more time here um, on, on this first podcast. So, um, you know, there's there's been a lot of misconceptions of, of what the chaos exactly is. Um, and so we're going to, we're going to just touch base on a couple of those things. And so for the guys who are excited and looking for their new backcountry weapon for 2020, hopefully this will help. Um, so I guess one of the biggest ones is, you know, what, what is the difference between a, a chaos RMK and a pro RMK? And so again, I touched base with this in the YouTube video, uh, which by the way, um, if you guys didn't know, I do have a YouTube channel, um, Chris Brandt.com slash YouTube. <laughs> is that like it? That. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. <laughs> um, it's something <laughs> like that. And then, uh, Ross is, uh, you know, Ross helps me out with a bunch of videos on that. And then if you guys have been tuning into, our weekly BBA vlog on Ross's page. That's been going awesome. It's been cool having uh, the live audience there and people really stoked about it. Uh, but anyway, uh, you know, again, in this media-based world, we're trying to uh, sustain and, and uh, just make a lot of cool content for you guys. So again, back to the differences. Um, so the, bi- the, the big three are um, the chaos comes with the new Walker Evans Velocity Series shocks which has been uh, definitely something needed on the RMK side. Um, this is a, a pretty pretty major upgrade over uh, the clicker shocks and then obviously the monotube shocks. They don't, do come with uh, compression adjust both on high speed and low speed. Uh, there is no rebound adjust um, and it is a spring shock, but the shocks are definitely a lot better than um, the standard shocks that you're used to on your Pro. Um the second thing is the geometry in the rear that is so in the rear suspension. So that's where all the magic kind of happens with uh, the chaos. So tipped up rails in the front, not in the back. I, some people thought, oh, they're running tipped up rails in the back again. Nope. This is a steeper approach angle in the front uh, of the rail longer limiter straps and a longer front track shock. And so, um, Ross, you've got to ride the sled a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess tell, tell everybody what, what does that actually do? Well, the biggest thing is that is the, the feel in the skis is a lot lighter. Um, you know, it's, it's the same front end, but what that rear geometry change did was it allowed, uh, the front end to just lift a little bit more. And I think the biggest misconception is, is it's not a, a wheelie monster per se, because the, the geometry tra- changes in the front of the skid. So it just keeps those skis a little bit lighter. We'll keep them off the, you know, not, not off the snow, but just light feeling when you're side hilling and, and doing that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, makes it a little bit more playful, which, which is a super fun snowmobile. It's not, uh, the biggest thing for me is I, I, I want guys to understand it's not a totally different sled. It's still an Axis RMK. Um, with just a, a, a few tweaks that make it a, a different sled. Well, and, and when the, so the engineers, I got to ride this at the photo shoot um, earlier this season. So that was in uh, early season snow, little sugary, um, not, not based up very well. And so when the, when the engineers told me what they changed on this sled uh, to, to give it that lighter fun feeling, I was really worried about, okay, so it's just not going to go anywhere. It's just going to go do wheelies. And then, um, I mean, so this isn't going to be a sled for me. Uh, and, and then I got to ride it 
And so, you know, you, you get in your head, you're like, okay, wheelie equals not going uphill. That's in my head. That's what that means to me. Um, and so after riding it, especially, so I've ridden it in early season conditions and I've been riding it. Uh, we've got it basically March, right around the first of March. And so we've got to ride a bunch of different conditions here later in the season. And so I think I've got a good feel of uh, what it's going to do um, for the consumer throughout a typical season. And so my first ride on it, I was like, oh, well, this is nothing like I thought it was going to be. You know, again, I keep thinking wheelie over backwards, longer limiter strap. It's going to, you know, it's going to push. It's going to it's going to do some things that, you know, for me, again, with my ultimate goal of going up the hill, I was like, ah, this isn't going to work for me. Um, And it was actually quite the opposite. Um, It has a very similar feel to to how I like to set up my sleds. Um, so with my, when I do my big builds, um, I run a next tech carbon rail and they actually have two versions in that carbon rail. They have a steeper front, uh, angle on the tip of the rail, uh, much like what the new chaos does. And, um, I also asked them to do a exact replica axis, uh, pro RMK replica. So, um, again, I like that, that lighter feeling front and feel, um, I'm not a big dude, so I like to rely on finesse and technique to ride the sled versus muscling it. And then, so anytime you can take some, some ski pressure off of the sled, um, that helps that, but you have to be careful because there's always a compromise. And so I think that, that is a, a good way to talk about um, chaos is that there is a little bit of give and take for sure. Um, the, the ski pressure is less. So when you are going uphill and steeper stuff, you do have to be more mindful of carrying a little bit more momentum or getting on edge a little sooner because the sled does want to lift. Um, but that's one of the things that makes it, makes the sled so fun and easy to ride. So the biggest things you're going to see um, when riding wise, the difference between, let's just say, because the chaos is only offered in a 155, which we'll get to that, um, uh, a 155 chaos and a 155, um, pro is you will notice that the sled, the chaos is easier to get on edge. Um, once you get on edge, it has a, you know, the front end has a lighter feel and, um, it will want to lift a little bit more than a pro. And so I've been jumping back and forth a bunch between the two, just so I could kind of, so, you know, especially on the same day where I'm like, man, this chaos is going up anything. And then I get on a pro and I'm like, well, the pro is really getting some stuff done and it feels more stable. And so, you know, again, um, the way, one of the ways we describe, um, how to pick the right sled for you is really simple. Um, you got to figure out what your what, what the job is, and then you have to pick the right tool for the job. Um, you know, one of the analogies we use is um, if I asked you to uh, put a bunch of shingles on a roof and I gave you the option of a hammer or a nail gun, which which one are you going to choose? Well, I mean, for this job, you're going to choose the nail gun. Couldn't you? Can you get the job done with without the right tool? Of course you can. Um, it's going to be harder. It's going to be less efficient, but you can get the job done. And so this is kind of where the consumer needs to ask, you know, you need to, to take a look at your riding, look at, um, 
your terrain, your snow, and your agenda as a rider and figure out what makes sense to you. Um, one of the things that I mentioned, and, and Ross, I'm going to ask you, I, you know, I've made this, this prediction again on my, on my video that you didn't even know I made. Um, so I, I made a bold prediction saying that 70 to 80% of the people who are riding RMKs, um, I, I think will have a better experience on a chaos. Um, I'll go into that a little bit more, but do you think I'm off on that? No, I don't think so. Um, I think that's a fair, a fair statement because, because of the, the way a lot of guys ride compared to Chris and myself and riding with Chris every day is diff even different from how I ride when I go home. Um, and like, you know, from central Oregon, West coast, what wet snow, less technical tree riding. I'm do I'm hitting more jumps and it's, it's kind of more pillow, that kind of stuff. And, and a chaos would, would even lend itself better in that terrain. Um, so it, it really is, it, that is a, a great, you know, presumption to make. And I, and I didn't really think about it that way that, that it would be that big, but when you start breaking it down, it would be, but for the, the technical riders and the guys who want 163s and they want to go up stuff, um, there's a smaller percentage of those guys because, you know, you only get so many days on the snow and you want a tool that is the best for all conditions or great for all conditions. Yeah, you said something in there that kind of made me think um, another thing that people are thinking that, you know, the chaos is just a replacement for the assault. It's only for the the younger crowd wanting to jump off of stuff and all of that. And that's that's not even that's not even in the ballpark. Um, it's what's cool about it is it really does service a wide range of people. So it does service that, that person. It does service the Ross Robinsons who want to go, you know, jump off of things and, and, you know, just, you know, it's a fun feeling sled. So, you know, it does service that person, but I think where the chaos really hits, um, the sweet spot is that, a beginner mountain rider and or an average mountain rider. And, and, you know, here at Brands Backcountry Adventure, we see a ton of both those clients of people who are new to mountain riding, wanting to learn how to do this and get around in the backcountry. Um, and then, and then obviously we get a, a lot of average mountain riders and the definition, my definition of the average mountain rider is the guy who understands the concept of uh, counter counter steering, wrong foot forward, getting the sled on edge, um, and wanting to push themselves with those two skills and um, to to get into more technical terrain in the and steeper terrain in the trees. That's that's who this sled really hits the mark for, in my opinion. And and I say that because um, you know everything that we do throughout the day is is about getting the snowmobile on edge and counter steering and and every time you have to do a movement to move get the sled up that requires effort so anytime that you could ride something that requires less effort um that i mean that's that's good and so you know again like you know all of these things that i do to my personal sleds um you know the skins front end the fox shocks uh doing all the lightweight stuff in the end, all I'm trying to do is minimize the effort that I have to use when riding my snowmobile. And so, you know, that's, 
I think that is the key to why I made the statement of 70 to 80% should be riding into chaos because, you know, they, they, you get all these, all these dudes who say, okay, I need to go get a 163 or a 174, three inch, three inch you know, <laughs> all, yeah. And, and all of these things when, you know, in the end they're, they're, playing around in the meadows, playing around in the more open hills, trying to get into the trees for sure, but still trying to work on the skill set. And I think that's what the chaos does really well is it gets you, uh, it takes less effort, it's more comfortable, um, and that's that's the sled that will will take them to that to that next step and make them feel comfortable. Yeah, and you, you could probably say that in a 55 the sled is more reactive to your input so you're going to learn quicker and feel more of the sled and what the sled's doing um to, to kind of hone those riding skills if you're looking to become a better rider i mean it was like the first year i worked for chris he's like you ride a 155 stock sled every day go and it helped yeah yeah it made me a rider because it just is it just reacts quicker and and makes you kind of ride on your toes and, and really understand how to manipulate the sled in ways that will get you to the top well and that's a really fun one for us is um you know one of my fun things is when a when a group shows up here with a bunch of turbos and then you know i'll go take a stock sled out and and everyone's like well what you're not gonna ride your turbo today no i'm gonna i'm gonna ride a stock sled i'm gonna show you um that the reason that i've become the rider i am and uh you know everyone thinks because i post a lot of videos of my on my uh, my turbo sleds because well I love riding my turbo but ultimately or in the end I I literally ride um, a stock based sled or non turboed sled you know probably eighty percent of the time and so the the thing about a stock sled what it allows you to do is it allows you to carry momentum look farther forward less make less mistakes to be able to get to to the top of the line and so that's really important for me when um when i'm that that so that's my focus is i still want to get to the same places that i get to on my turbo i just have to be better i have to be perfect on a stock sled to make it and, and i enjoy that challenge yeah and and when the when you're on a turbo things are just happening so fast too so you have to you have to be a 10 out of 10 on a stalker to then go be a eight or nine out of 10 on a turbo. Well, to take a turbo to, to make a turbo do what it is capable of. Yeah. You have to be able to, um, you know, out ride a stock sled or, or, and, and so, you know, I get that question. I know we're going a little off topic here, but that's probably what's going to happen a bunch. Um, cause I just kind of go on these tangents, but yeah. you know, I get the, the, the people who, we do a lot of sled builds here and so there's definitely some people who are building a turbo that don't necessarily have the skill set um to take advantage of the turbo but when i talk to them about that um they say it's very simple hey man i just want to go have fun ah perfect cool and again if that's your agenda a turbo definitely puts a smile on your face and it's hard to go back yeah it certainly is so regarding snow check and sled sled decision we've both been getting a lot of questions on what sled to order and um we kind of went over that but let's talk about the sleds that you will be ordering for yourself what will you be building next year uh so because 
we don't want guys to go order a bunch of stuff and then we order something different and be like, what the heck? You told me to order this. Yeah. Yep. And, and that is, that has probably been, um, one of the top five questions is what, so what are you going to ride Brant? Well, um, for my personal sleds, and again, for my personal sled, I, I think of that as on the day where I want to go push myself, where I want to go get into the train that I like to ride in the snow that is awesome, uh, it's it's still no question I, I am a pro RMK guy, um, and I'm a 163 dude. So, um, But again, don't let that make your decision. And I get that question so many times, what sled should I ride? And that's it. That's that's the only question. Well, I need a little more information. Yeah. Where do you live? What kind of snow do you ride? Uh, what what type of terrain do you ride? Um, what's your skill set? Maybe I already asked that. But you know, all of those. I mean, it's not. It, you don't need to buy the sled that I ride. You need to buy the sled that you want to ride or that you need to ride. Um, and so you know, thinking about the things that for me, the pro is the right tool for the job for me because. Uh, again, I want a 163. I, the chaos is actually a little heavier than a pro. Um, the chaos comes with uh, aluminum overstructure, um, not the carbon bumper in the back. And I mean, those are those are little things. And and yeah, well, like the bumper. I mean, I put my skins one on anyway. But there's a couple there's a couple things in there that that separate that. Um, I'm going to be running, I like, uh, the Fox shocks for, for me personally. Um, you know, I spend a lot of, a lot of days and a lot of time, uh, perfecting that setup to work, um, uh, for the, for the backcountry with, um, some emphasis on trail performance for sure. Obviously you want the sled to feel good going in, but most of my emphasis is what's going to make the sled initiate on edge easier and most importantly get up on top of the snow so i don't get stuck that's kind of that's the focus on our fox stuff um so you know it didn't really it doesn't make sense for me to go get a chaos when i'm just going to take the shocks off take the bumpers off um the the rail the rail angle is a is a interesting one Mm -hmm. um because so this last year um i ended up running in the carbon rail, I ran the stock RMK, um, profile rail. So I didn't run the tipped up one. And I did that because we were able to fix the heavier front end feel or the initiation feel of a stock sled. Um, I was able to fix that on my mod sled with, with our new free flow front end from skins. And so we just did it a different way. We have a different, we have our front end has different geometry in the front. Um, and so we were able to accomplish almost exactly what you feel on a chaos sled. We did it with the front suspension versus the rear suspension, which allows me to keep the rail profile still, um, stock, which allows the sled to get on top of the snow better. And in the end, when it gets steep and deep and tricky in the technical stuff, I can still go up without that front end lifting, um, out of control. So, so that's, so for me, uh, just to kind of recap, I, I'm, I'm a pro RMK guy, uh, for the 163 side of things for sure. Um, and then the approach angle as well. However, um, you know, again with our, so we have a, a fleet of sleds here that when, when people come here, 
Um, a lot of people rent our equipment. Some people bring their own, but when people come and rent, um, so we'll, ha we'll have, um, we'll have 163s of course, but all the 155s, like, you know, this year we were eight and six, uh, with our fleet. We had eight 163s and six 155s. All six 155s for next year are going to be chaos sleds. Um, that's how much I believe in and what the sled is capable of doing. I think, I mean, that's a good way to look at it too. Yeah. So if if you're a technical rider and you want a 63, well, you're going to a pro. If you are more of an average rider or or like the more open terrain, I mean, I look at these the Canada crew up there. Yeah. And I mean, I love riding up there. The stuff is a little more open um, in areas. I mean, it's thicker in areas too, of course. But just looking at the, the general um uh, there i think that chaos is going to be a fun sled up there yeah i mean we're going to canada next week and i was hoping that i could put one of these chaoses in my check bag just because <laughs> it's going to be the snow conditions and terrain to to lend to it but uh no it's going to be it'll be really exciting to put a bunch of our guys on chaoses next year and see how they fare everybody that we've put on so far have been you know in love with them and, and it's crazy to, to see the little changes have made quite the sled for, for guys, especially, like you said, the average mountain rider who can really feel that ease of initiation um, to get it on edge. Well, and it's it's been really cool. So, you know, again, we've been riding this thing for a month here uh, in Colorado. And so... The, we we do we do a ride um, the same every every time. So we start off on the chaos chaoses, and whether the guy has his own sled, um, any brand, um, and uh, and or he's renting one of our pros, they start off on that sled. We let them get comfortable and familiar with that, and then um, in an area that um, is conducive, we throw them on the chaos and the you know. Every single response when they come back, smile on their face. Wow, I like that. And I mean, it's it's every single time. It's, um, and and what that means to me is, it's a big enough difference that even someone who doesn't have a ton of experience like we do riding six days a week. I mean, some of these guys ride six times a year. They come back and say, "Okay, yep, I like this one," and that's cool. And and um. And so I had a guy um, show up on a Skidoo, a 163. It was set up pretty good. It had it had shocks. Um, he actually had a turbo on it. Um, but you know he he really enjoyed his snowmobile and really liked his sled. And and he said, "So what are these chaoses about?" I'm like, "We'll just go take one for a spin." And he li literally leaves the group, goes out 50 yards, and goes to do a turn and, and pulls it over on himself and falls down. And so, uh, you know, that is that it's exactly what I saw when the Axis chassis came out yeah. and guys were riding pros and they get on an Axis and they fall right off, right on their face. Oh my goodness. This is, I'm going to have to ride this a little different. And, and what's so cool about that is what that is telling you is you are trying to ride it with the same effort that is required to make that move on your snowmobile. And if you have to use that much effort to make your snowmobile do that, then that is a lot of work. And so, you know, again, it just goes back to what we've been talking about is it's easier to initiate. It gets up on edge easy. Um, and it's got that light front end feel. Yep. And with going from pro to axis, you know, 16 to 18, and now 
850 as the new front end with the React and that the chaos is even easier, we've just been able to, now we ride our snowmobiles neutral more and more and more and more, especially in deeper snow, and we're able to carry more momentum, um, ride with less effort, and uh, just continue to do things we, we didn't really think were possible, especially neutral, instead of wrong foot forward and hanging off the side. That's something that we've talked about a lot this season. Um, but one quick, one story I want you to tell Chris is when a couple years ago, I think when we were building Jenny Craig, your light sled, we, we were trying to figure out why it was so light in the front end. And this is when we, you, you hadn't been running next tech rails that long and, and you had lightweight limiter straps and we started to look at the skid and it wasn't exactly what we thought it was going to look like. Well, the funny thing about Jenny Craig is this thing. I mean, it was, it, well, it's the lightest sled that I've built to date. Uh, yep. It was 365 pounds. And um, to ride a snowmobile that light on the snow was absolutely insane. And so, but um, it had, it it was so lightweight feeling in the front end. Um, and it was almost kind of hard to ride because it was, it, it had, it just didn't have much ski pressure. And um, so, I rode it all year like this and, and, you know, I get, I get used to that type of riding style of, you know, having to be aggressive, keep weight forward and everything like that. And, uh, so interesting story about Jenny Craig is, um, so I had one of the players engineers out to my place here and he rode Jenny Craig at the end of like day three, he's worn out, tired. I'm like, Hey, you got to ride this thing. Oh no, no, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm not going to do it. I'm like, dude, just, just ride it for like two minutes. So he gets on the sled and um, we go in this just just pretty open spot, a little uphill. He rides it and comes down. He's like, now that is a snowmobile. And so, I mean, that was pr- really cool for him to say, uh, you know, at the end of the day, noodle arms, gets on the sled and can do everything he wants to do without even really thinking about it. So um, Polaris actually uh, buys Jenny Craig from me, which was pretty awesome. I don't not even sure if I'm supposed to say stuff like that, but um they they appreciated how much effort and time went into that snowmobile and um well, it's no it's you know, it's no question that Polaris's goal is to make the lightest, coolest snowmobile on the planet. Um you, you know, we're we're almost 399 pounds which is insane to think about a snowmobile so anyway so the the guys get the players gets it back um and i get a i get a call um a couple months down the road they they got it out that season and they're like so a a couple of the guys took it out and they just could not ride this thing in the trees it wanted to wheelie up and stand up so much i'm like yeah it's 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 she's a wild one you know they're like well you know the torque arms upside down right i'm like uh yeah 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 that was that was something i was testing and trying to see if it made a difference uh that was totally not true i ended up uh in one of my 5 30 mornings because that's when i have time to go work on my stuff i was putting my skid together and i put the torque arm upside down and ran it like that the entire year um that's what happens when i work on stuff in the shop that's why i don't work on stuff anymore and I to- I actually totally forgot that you- that happened because I just remember I later you told me that but I I remember 
we looked and the limiter straps were really loose. <laughs> yeah. And Oh, I, yeah. And, and there was no limiter yeah, strap. And, and the rails were tipped up. And like, oh, yeah, that makes it light feeling. But yeah. And I totally forgot the whole torque arm. Yeah. So, so we, so we, um, Jenny Craig was a chaos essentially. Had tipped up rails, longer limiter strap because the limiter strap wasn't really doing anything, and a torque arm that was flipped over, um, which I don't, again, I don't suggest you flipping your torque arm over. That was just something that happened. Um, but that was, you know, that year is a sled that we felt. where you're like oh wow this thing is so easy to ride so light um and i ended up actually um the next season so the next lightweight build i did i had to have a little bit more limiter because i wanted to go uphill um instead of just flipping over backwards so um yeah and and so it's cool you know that's we've we've been going down this road i personally have um for for quite a few years now of of trying to find that balance of um, lightweight fun feel and yet being able to go up. And and I think that's what's really neat about chaos is that it, it, it does that. And so we got to remember two things though on a chaos, there is adjustability too. If it wheelies too much, then suck the limiters up. Right. I mean, yeah. you can, you can do that. Um, also the, the way that the suspensions came set up for me, like, um, I ended up needing to preload those front ski shocks about a quarter of an inch, maybe three eighths of an inch, because what was happening to me when I was going uphill, not really on edge, but on two skis going uphill, the sled was so light in the front, it wanted to push a little bit. And so I ended up giving me just a little bit more ski pressure. So again, I was compromising the balance a little bit. So it made it a little, and I'm, I'm talking very little and someone probably wouldn't even know the difference, a little harder to get on edge because I stiffened up the ski springs, but it made it more controllable for me, uh, when I was, when I was going uphill. And so, uh, you know, and that's, that's the thing too. People are, uh, you got to realize that there is adjustability built into it, which is great. Um, and then, you know, we've the big one, the really big one we've been getting, well, are you just going to put a 163? on the chaos, uh, on the 155 tunnel. Yeah. So, um, well, let's, I guess let's answer that question. Um, again, for me, I'm, I'm not going to be doing that. Uh, I'm going to be running a pro with a 63 and then, um, I will be cutting my tunnel again. Um, and you know, it's funny, this, this whole cut tunnel thing, uh, <laughs> you know, people are kind of up in arms because, um, they're, well, why didn't Polaris do it? If uh, I would buy a chaos, if it had a cut tunnel and all of this stuff and, and you know, you do it, why aren't they doing it? And it's, it's just not that easy. Um, you know, the, the reason that the RMK is so light is because they're one, one of the reasons is we don't have a front cooler. Um, so cooling on our RMK is very important. And that's one of the downfalls, um, that I have when I cut my tunnel is I have to be super mindful of cooling. And I mean it, this, you know, with your RMK, especially in these March days, you go out and it's crusty in the morning and then you're waiting for this, you know, it's, it is impossible to keep my sled cool without going off of the trail dipping it into the snow, getting some snow up onto that cooler. I mean, I'm doing that every mile, right? And so there's 
there's a little bit of that that goes into it because we don't have a front cooler for the weight um, and collecting snow and all of that stuff. And so, um, you know, again, um, when now if you do just the 163 on the on the 55 tunnel, that doesn't affect it as much as obviously just plopping off that tunnel and chopping it off. But it still does affect it somewhat. Yeah. And, and you would say for the, the the very small percentage of consumers who are in tune enough to be like, oh, I need a, I need a short tunnel for these reasons and to make my riding a better experience, there's way more people who are going to rip down the trail and not keep their sled cool and then complain about not having a cool sled. So that's the biggest hurdle, probably, Yeah. would you say? Yeah. The cooling. Yep. Uh, yeah, for for sure, for sure, it's the cooling side of things, yeah. and you know, it's it's again, if we just had a magic wand and we could make our sleds do whatever, I would have a short tunnel, but I would have it be able to stay at the temperature it needs to stay when the snow's not good, yeah. um, and I think that's you know that is the battle that um, that we're up against um, with this. So you look at the Skidoo or the Lynx, um, you know, they have. A front cooler and tunnel cooler, um, which allow enables them to to do this. The cat, uh, you know, the cat has a massive front cooler, so they they can get away with it. I've had a couple uh, cats out here um, in this late season stuff that their sleds have been getting hot, uh, even with scratchers down. Um, so you know they're right on the edge. They're right on on the edge of that, and so it's something. Uh, I mean, I would. I would think, um, you know, future wise, that's something definitely on the agenda. Um, but right now, you know, they're, they're not willing to compromise the weight. Um, and I mean, it's like, it's like these people are saying, Oh, nope. The, the RMK is a pile of junk now. Cause we don't have a short tunnel. Yeah. Well, it's still actually the most capable sled and technical train, like by a lot yeah. in my opinion. So, um, you know, don't, don't let that, um, don't let that cloud your judgment. Um, and there's going to be a lot of guys putting 163s on the 155 Chaos. Um, and, you know, when they do that, um, you know, one of, the, one of the key ingredients that makes Chaos a Chaos is the rail tip. Yeah. So um, I I believe there's going to be some stuff out there. Uh, you know, I know I've seen like Kurtz Polaris is doing something there. You know, yeah. Next Tech will have their carbon rails that, that that'll match up to that. Yep. So, and I just saw, I think a couple of days ago, Ice Age posted a picture that said the answer is yes with a chaos. I think they've been getting a lot of questions about that exactly, um, because that's what I did this year. I didn't cut my tunnel. I did the the fifty five or the fifty five chassis with the one sixty three under it. I just kind of let Chris do his thing, and I just watch and decide where I should go with with my sled builds because i'm not quite my my sleds are gnarly but they're not quite to the level of of what brant builds so i try to keep it a little bit more reasonable um and and the time and effort to do the cut tunnel and do it properly and stuff is quite a bit especially when i'm over here trying to make videos every day yeah so well you know it's going to be interesting it's going to be really interesting so the first thing that so i got to this is the first year that i've actually rode cut tunnel sleds right. I've been riding the 55 chassis 63 track for five years. So I've got that set up pretty dialed. Um, when you get on a short tunnel sled, it, in my opinion, it is not for the um, non-aggressive rider. It, 
it does everything way quicker. Um, having that having that extra tunnel back there in some circumstances, and I've seen a couple of them where it actually can help you, where it won't wash, like especially on a really steep slope, and you're trying to get that that ass end down just a little bit so you can go back up. With no tunnel back there, it's you have an easier tendency to wash out. Yeah. And or when you get in that slow, steep stuff, it'll want to stand up because there's nothing to stop. There's no wheelie bar back there, essentially. I think it's going to be interesting, all the skidoo guys, uh, because I have a hard time with that sled in the first place in the slow, steep stuff because it wants to rear up with no tunnel back there or a aka wheelie bar back there yeah. i think it could it it might be a little bit of a more wild ride on that thing um but i think they did a good job marketing it as the expert package um i think it's it is definitely geared more towards that um on flatter ground of course um you know having stuff out of the way back there will help um go through the snow better um but you know again i it makes it more challenging for sure there's there's it, it, it's the same thing there's gives and takes right um uh, no does it does that make sense give and take give and take yeah there you go i think yeah whatever. i don't know yeah <laughs> i mean whatever so i mean you, you there's you you have to there's um compromises to everything um to the advantages so uh anyway that's uh, on on the 163 to 155 yeah i think it's gonna be cool i think a lot of people will do it and where they don't need to um and it'll, and it'll ruin the whole effect or fun factor of what the 155 chaos is all about true yeah um and you know again uh my favorite si- statement about a 155 is a good rider will take a 155 anywhere a 163 will go you just got to ride it yeah um so you're 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 ordering pros and doing what what we do to them and then i'll also be ordering pros i'm so i was if i didn't ride with chris every day and i didn't ride in colorado if i rode more coastal and um just different terrain i would probably order a chaos um for for one of my sleds and if i didn't have two sleds to ride it would probably be a chaos for for a single-handed sled and, and and do some fun things to it but man for the day when like Chris and I don't ride every day together. Usually I'm in it with a different group. And when he pulls up at 4.30 and he's like, hey, let's go for a rip, I want to be on a 163. I want to be on a sled that I can hopefully, you know, get nine-tenths the way up the hill that he's climbing. <laughs> so that's kind of my look at it. Um, you know, even for a guy like me, the chaos is very, very tempting. Um, but like Chris said, with, with the way that we build them, the shocks that we run and all that kind of stuff, um, it, it looks like we're both going to be ordering, uh, pros or RMKs. So I think we're, we're like 45 minutes deep already. So is it, what else do you have anything else or what are you thinking? Well, I was thinking, how are we going to fill 30 minutes of talking? Yeah. And actually, no, I wasn't thinking that at all. I, I can, I'm long winded. I love, I, I'm very, very passionate about this sport. I have a lot to say and a lot to talk about. And so, um, you know, again, I hope these are going to be enjoyable for you guys. Um, and, um, the cool thing is, is it's really easy for you to send us your thoughts and ideas. Um, you can jump on the website, uh, chrisbrandt.com, uh, and you can send us comments through the site. 
Uh, I'm assuming there's comments that you can put on podcasts. I don't even know. I'm, uh, <laughs> we're kind of, I'm new, new to this. Um, but yeah, get, keep in touch with us and, uh, you know, the, it's going to be fun, uh, just talking with you guys and, uh, hopefully sharing some knowledge and info that will make your snowmobile experience better. And that's, that's kind of what we're about. But, um, I guess just, just to kind of wrap up our first podcast here talking about, um, you know, snow check stuff and new sled, um, you know, don't, don't dismiss this chaos because it's a 155. It's a go-getter. It can go up some stuff. Uh, it's fun. Uh, it's an easier sled to ride. And in the end, um, it will make you a better rider using less effort, um, and being in control. Yeah. Cool. percent right there. All right, guys. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for, for listening to the very first episode. You'll see, uh, a lot more of this. Chris and I will be doing Q and a stuff, you know, ripping through our phones, answering questions we're getting on Instagram, Facebook, um, addressing that kind of stuff. We're looking to get some other people on here with us, people in the industry, people that we have stories to share with um, that you guys would like to hear and uh, just keeping you guys in the loop. So, yeah, write a review. Um, it'll, hopefully this podcast is on a lot of podcast listening sites, um, iTunes, Spotify. Um, those are the two big ones. So working on getting it up right there right away. And uh, yeah, thank you guys a lot. Cool. Until next time, let it snow. See you guys.